greatest show on the planet. I can't wait to get into this one. This is episode 150. What the fuck was that? Who the hell are you guys? What you want? Okay, okay. Right, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. God damn, what the hell? Where am I? Good morning. We figured a dingy basement made for a dingy show. Welcome to the RR cabin. Comfy cabin, comfy show. You see the logic. You'll find tapes and bacon delivered regularly. Okay, sure, but- Oh, and don't try and escape. Or it's back to the basement. Hello? Uh, are you there? Hello? 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 Oh, damn. Alright, well... Guess I might as well try and make the show. There's some new tapes here. Let's see what we can do. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> like it. Yeah. I could work with this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the RR Show, the greatest and comfiest show on the internet. Today we're diving into r slash petty revenge. So, get yourselves ready, grab your tea and your popcorn, because this is episode 157. Let's go. With our first story, which is from a user named Reddit1890234. Landlord complains about my incompetence in depositing rental check in checking account. I deposit my monthly rental check directly into his checking account because he's so hard up for money he wants it the same day. I've always been early and even pay him a month in advance when he's short. A good example of this, October of 2021 he needed extra money and asked if I could prepay the month of November and December. I said sure, no problem, and went ahead with it. In July, I deposited it as normal, and on my check it's written out for $740, plain as day, and the writing is for $740. Paid it on July 29th for August's portion. 
Now, I made the mistake of not checking the deposit slip, and the teller made a fat finger and deposited $440 instead of $740. If you look at the 10 keypad, you'll see 7 is on top of the 4. Landlord calls and complains that I didn't pay the full amount, to which I politely inform him that I did. He left me a nasty voicemail on how irresponsible I was and how it was my fault his bills were in disarray. Further fueling my anger, he sends me a letter demanding I send the month of September, October, November, and December immediately. He mentioned his car had died a few months back and needed a good down payment, which I believe is what the demand for four months' rent was about. Well, guess what I did this week? I mailed him a check instead of depositing it, and now he has to find a ride to the bank to deposit it. Moral of the story, when you have it nice, don't be a prick about it. Man, I totally get it, but look at it this way, in the grand scheme of things, is paying rent really revenge? Ha! Take that, you bastard, I'll show him I paid my rent on time! That'll show him! Anyway, our next story is from someone that's flying a little bit dangerously with this username, redditadmindun87, bold. And the story is, never thought I'd be so happy to catch my ex-wife cheating. I'm not even sure if this qualifies as revenge. I think it does, but I'll let the public be the judge. First off, this story occurred many years ago. Let me give you a rundown of the laws around divorce where we lived at the time. Both parties need to agree to the divorce unless one party can prove the other party is at fault. This would mean something akin to cheating. There are also other reasons, but cheating falls into this. Now, I honestly shouldn't have married my ex-wife, but I was young, dumb, and full of cum. She was pretty, and I did what I did. So after our first year of marriage, I came to the conclusion I wanted to end our marriage. It wasn't working out for many reasons. However, my ex-wife did not want to divorce. Her life was better being married to me than without me, and I think she was trying to hold on to that. But there was no love. My ex-wife set a price, $100,000 to agree to a divorce. Now this does happen here, where if one party wants a divorce and the other doesn't, the party that doesn't want to divorce can come up with a cash payment and they can negotiate from there. I did not have $100,000, I could get about $25,000 and I was willing to pay that. Also it's important to note we didn't have any kids and we didn't own anything together etc. We spent a long time going back and forth over money and how much I'd pay her to divorce me. She finally agreed. I was thrilled. I was so happy. I decided I'd go out and celebrate, and that night, the stars aligned. Now, to give you an idea of how utterly lucky I am about to get, we live in a city about the size of Chicago. Many, many millions of people. Lots of places to go. My friends took me to a new bar in a part of the city I had never been to before. We celebrated, we had a good time. I walk out of the bar around 2.30am and it was like fucking Christmas. There was my wife, with another man. I had a hunch she was cheating on me. 
and I was so happy. She was heading for a taxi, and so I ran and got a taxi behind her and told the cab driver to follow them. Much to my enjoyment, the taxi was clearly going to my house. She gets out. I pull out the camera and I get a few pictures of her kissing this man. Once I get the photos, I immediately email them to my work account to protect them and I get out the car and I approach the two lovebirds. I introduce myself, I thank the kind gentleman and I make one request. If they want to have sex, don't have sex in my house. But that's all. I then hand her lover my business card, I thank him for all the money he saved me and tell him if he ever wants to grab a beer, I'd be happy to buy him a few rounds. I then wish the two lovebirds all the best and go upstairs and head to bed. To say my ex-wife was livid was an understatement. However, the next morning she pointed something out to me, and I have no idea how strong this argument would have been in a courtroom, but it did concern me. She said since we already agreed to divorce, it wasn't really cheating, and I would still have to pay her. Well, that afternoon, I get a phone call. It's my ex-wife's boyfriend. He apologized for sleeping with my ex-wife. I told him no worries. He then said he'd like to talk to me. We agree to meet up, and we do. Turns out, he'd previously been cheated on, and apparently my ex-wife lied to him about her relationship status. She said we were waiting for our divorce to be finalized, which was not true, and that she didn't live with me anymore, which was also not true. He also asked me if I had sex with her in the last six months, and I said I did. Turns out their relationship had begun about six months prior, and they were sexually active with each other. And she told him she wasn't having sex with anyone, especially me. Whoops. I asked him if he had any documentation of them dating, and he goes, yeah. He ended up sending me all the pictures he took of them together, some of which included him kissing her, etc. He also sent me numerous screenshots of text messages between her and him, some of which included her clearly lying about her relationship status with me. I put all of this in a folder and backed it up to numerous places to include a USB drive which I hid at my office at work in case she found a way to delete the data, which she never did. I then went to my ex-wife and I had a sit down with her. I went over the mountain of evidence I had against her. Option A. She agreed to a non-contested divorce. I will give her 30 days to move out. She gets nothing from me and I get nothing from her. Option B. I get a lawyer, and I sue the living crap out of her, get a massive judgment against, still get my divorce, and saddle her with a ton of debt for the rest of her life. She agreed to a non-contested divorce, and that was on Saturday. On Monday, we went to the courthouse and filed for divorce, and this started her 30 days. I shacked up with my buddy so I could be out of her way. We had a court hearing a few weeks later. Judge made it clear we were doing a non-contested divorce. Once he stamps the divorce decree, we have to report this to the city and our divorce will be finalized. Us not having kids or property make it quick and easy. We both agreed, we both signed, judge stamped the documents, I eagerly grabbed my divorce decree and rushed to city hall to report my divorce and wham bam thank you ma'am I was once again a free man. I actually ended up becoming mates with the guy that was banging my wife and we still talk today, although after COVID-19 our relationship got a bit distant.
Not because of falling out or anything, just because, you know, we didn't talk to each other. Ah, yes. Hello, sir. Thank you very much for shagging my wife. Here's my business card. Let me buy you a beer for all the money you just saved me. Now that, that right there, guys, is some big dick energy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This next story is from Wandering to Nowhere. Bob is dead. This happened 20 odd years ago, back in the days when everybody had a landline with an answering machine. Yes, I am old. I moved to a new city, got my phone line hooked up, and almost immediately started getting phone calls for whoever owned my phone number before me. I'll call him Bob, because that was his name. The number of phone calls was ridiculous. I'd come home from work to at least five or six messages on the answering machine, asking Bob to call them back. Throughout the evening, and as late as midnight, sometimes later, I'd get more calls for Bob. All day long on weekends. It seemed like a mix of business, bill collectors, and friends and family of Bob. Obviously, every person I spoke to, I explained to that this wasn't Bob's number anymore, and I hoped that eventually people leaving messages would figure out that they had the wrong number. But no. Five months later, and I was still getting eight to ten phone calls a day for Bob. So I changed the message on my answering machine. It started with, if you're calling for Bob, stop calling this number, Bob is dead. If you're calling for wondering, leave a message after the beep. It seemed to work. Over the next month or so, the number of messages had dropped to just one or two a day. And then, one day, I get this message. Uh, this is Bob. I am not dead. Stop telling people that I'm dead. You made my mother cry. Change your message immediately. I laughed and left my message alone. Bob must have finally started giving his new number to people because the wrong numbers dropped to just one every week or so after that. Well, that one did not go how I thought it was going to go. This next one is from Mikey Bonbon. Karen, you nipples and a pull. So I just downsized to a smaller place and my girlfriend moved in with me. I had my first interaction with my religious nutjob, Karen Neighbor. It was not fun. I did a whole post about it. Well, my girlfriend, you, had the pleasure of meeting her yesterday morning when she made it home from work. Let's just say she's a lot more petty than I am. So you is Asian, and that's important because we found out that Karen next door is not only a crazy religious nutjob, but racist to boot. You made it home and Karen happens to be outside doing some gardening. You introduced herself and Karen replied with a, well, there goes the neighborhood now that your kind is here. You was shocked, didn't know what to say and just walked on in. We talked and I told her what had happened the night prior. Well, you could see the wheels in you's head. We had breakfast out and you suggested we go to the pool and chill today. And I said, that's a great idea. You went upstairs and got changed, came back down in the skimpiest string bikini you have ever seen. You looked at me and said, 
I have a great idea. I'm inviting Karen and her kids over to the pool. Now, the kids are 19 and 20, and Karen is a religious nutjob bent on protecting their delicate virgin eyes for the rest of time. You heads out front over to Karen's, but after a few seconds comes running back saying, Shit, 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 I forgot! She runs right to the kitchen to the freezer, pulls out an ice cube. Now I'm looking at her like she's a crazy person. You lifts her bikini top, ices up her nipples like seriously, you could cut glass with them. Puts it back on and marches over to Karen's. So yeah, she knocked the door, her son answered and you asked to see his mother. She said you could see the shock in his eyes. So Karen comes and you politely invited them all to go swimming. She did it with the biggest smile, nipples pointing like mini sundials. Karen didn't say a word. Her mouth just gaped open. Not a single word. You came back and we hung out at the pool. Until Karen came out the back to the fence to scream. She started yelling, telling me to put my racial slur for Chinese whore on a leash and that we are ungodly, immoral and disgusting. I happily replied, Oh, yeah, Karen, that's a great idea. You, grab that stuff for tonight. This is going to be a fun night, right, babe? <laughs> so Karen marched off. 30 minutes later, the cops show up. They received a report of two people having sex on a front lawn. The cops already know about crazy Karen. They had a laugh and left. You decided she needed a full body tan stripped down to her bottoms and was outside tanning all day. Karen closed all the blinds in her house and you could hear her screaming every so often out the back window. You was laughing her ass off. Every day I fall more deeply in love with you. She is a fantastic woman. What made me really chuckle is the top comment is from a user that's named I'm just here for the tits. Our next story is from Penapox. Think I'm too poor to buy my own macaroons? Think again. So me, 16 male, and two sisters, 11 and 13 female, were on a day trip to Victoria, BC with our mum. For context, I do have multiple part-time jobs. I'm not rich by any means, but I do have some fuck you money saved up which happens to be useful for this occasion. We stumbled across a macaroon shop, and as you probably know, macaroons are as expensive as shit. I wanted only one because I was already pretty full at the time and so I asked one of my sisters if they could spend $2 on a single macaroon for me, as they were already buying like 4 of them for themselves. She refused, which was whatever for me because it is their own money after all. However, what ticked me off is when she said in a snooty voice, Oh, you're too poor to buy your own macaroons? Oh, I feel bad for you. Alright bitch, game on. So without a word, I went up to the counter and asked for a pack of 20 macaroons. I went across the entire store, picking out almost every single flavor they had, and said confidently, I'll have all of that on debit, please. They were speechless at first, but once they realized I was actually getting 20 macaroons for myself, they started whining to my mum and asking to have some. But she didn't care, as it was my own money. All I said to them was, Oh, you're too poor to get your own macaroons. 
and I walked off eating my 20 macaroons while they were stuck with their measly four. Was it petty? Yes. Did I just waste like 40 bucks for essentially no reason? Yes. Was it satisfying as fuck to watch them squirm? Fuck yes. This one is in from blatantly ridiculous. A picture is worth a thousand burns. So I'd been with Ben for 18 years before I'd finally had enough and asked for a divorce. He moved several hours away near his mum. Also meant he left me to raise our kids by myself with little child support and never seeing the kids. I decided it was time to have a family portrait done as it had been a while. We went and had a sitting. As we were looking through the digital images to pick out what to order, my oldest asked if we could send one to grandma, his mother. I told her that I didn't think grandma would want a picture with me in it, but I would be happy to order her a picture of just the kids. My oldest swore grandma would want me in the pic and always made sure to ask me about how I was doing. I heard from Ben's best friend that he hated the fact his mum told him he screwed up the best thing that ever happened to him and that she still remained friends with me on Facebook. I was kind of surprised. My ex was extremely verbally and emotionally abusive to me during our marriage, which is why I ended it. I never knew his mum actually thought so highly of me, only ever saw her a couple of days a year at Christmas. No issues, just never grew close. So my oldest calls up grandma right there in the studio and asks her if she wants a picture of me in it or with just the kids. Grandma asks specifically for a picture with all of us, including me. So I decided to order her a nice glossy 8x10 that I had matted and framed and mailed that to her. Apparently she hung it right in the entryway, where every time my ex walks in he sees my smiling face staring back at him. I just wish I could have seen the expression on his face the first time he saw it. I love how all of the comments for this one are just about how grandma also needs to be in the next family portrait. <laughs> That is it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, guys, take care. Peace out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror. Bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. 
Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.